you give him the time, as you live, his word rhymes. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dave. And my name is Tim. And this is the Living in God's Rhyme podcast. Living in God's Rhyme is talking about our journey, and especially my brother Tim's journey, with God and with his poetry, which is, in reality, Christian poetry, how and why he came to be doing this, how he's doing it, and and how it's changed his life and how it's changing mine at the same time. And we thought you'd enjoy hearing from us. So I, I, we, we got this new thing that we're going to think about talking about every time. And I'm going to turn it over to Tim for a second. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, and I would just like to—I would like to start with this: if you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. And I agree with that. Because you that's think why about we're here. It. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yes. So, folks, um, I'm going to let Tim talk for a couple of minutes about what. We were thinking about for today on episode number one, because you folks are here on our inaugural podcast. This is number one. What you've heard before is just a trailer. This is it. You are part of our group now, and you are special people, and we want you to hear special things from us. So I'll let Tim take it over, and we'll, we'll, we'll get started. Thanks, Dave. Um, I'd like to start with the dedication for this podcast being our first one. And what I've done is taken uh, the dedication out of the first book I wrote called God's Rhyme. And uh, I would like to read it and dedicate it, this poem, to the book and also to the podcast. So uh, this is it. It's called Dedication. We all know that Jesus is the Son of God and the Holy Spirit completes the Trinity. From the beginning of time and even before, Jesus, as God, with the Holy Spirit created the earth and all we know is good. So, though not always mentioned as Jesus, this book and podcast are dedicated to him to whom we relate in human form. May this glorify his holy name and may it also bless you as he has blessed me in knowing him better. An experience of growth, which even now continues, it is therefore offered incomplete. It will be a never-ending journey. I like that. That's great stuff. Thanks, Dave. You understand now, folks, why we're doing this, because we want you to hear these things, um, these thoughts from him and and, and his, his great mind. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh after saying that, but... No, I, as, I was just laughing. Yeah, something Tim had mentioned in the... Uh, in, in the trailer is that, and, and Dave's going to explain why we're going to laugh once in a while. We're going to laugh because we're both not so serious that we can't laugh at each other or at ourselves. And on my mind, in my mind, I don't like being so serious that I can't laugh at, at myself. So let me ask you a question, Tim. I, sure. I know you, I know I've known you all my life, like I said, yes, and you've known me all your life. Or all my life. Uh, no, not all, all right. my life. All of your life. Yeah, but how long have you been writing poetry? Well, I started writing when I was in high school. Uh, mm -hmm. Just uh, loved music, and I just liked the thought of writing lyrics. 
And as I told uh, one radio, on a one radio interview I had, uh, I was probably that uh, love-struck boy in high school looking for the right girl to, to like him. There were other things that I wrote about too, but uh, it started in high school and it's con- it continued through college uh, and through uh, through uh, the beginning of our marriage, uh, my wife and I, and through the children and uh, into uh, really getting the time when I got to really know who Jesus was to this day. So, as, as weird as this sounds, you know how folks, I mean, some, some kids in a family are very, very tight-knit. I mean, because they're, for one, their ages are very, very close. Something you need to know about Tim and myself is that Tim is seven years older than I am. There's nobody in between us. It's just, you know, there was, there's, there's Paul, who was, who was, num- there was the number one child. And a couple of years yes, later. He was. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. I was going to love hearing that, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then there was number two, Tim, who came along a couple of years later. And then there's Dave seven years later than that. And I never knew that you wanted to write lyrics. And, and that's, and we're going to hear a lot. You're going to hear this from me a lot. I never knew, but I knew a lot of this, but some things I never knew. And I knew that you were into music. And I knew that you were also more of the, uh, the romantic than at that point in time I was. Well, seven years. In fifth grade, I don't know how you felt, but uh, yeah, and, and, and really when I look back at it, uh, I kept the poetry to myself pretty much when I was in high school. It wasn't something I shared a lot. It was just something I enjoyed doing. Well, I do know you spent quite a bit of time in your room when you weren't out. Um. I always thought it was me because I was annoying, but I, <laughs> you can say no, it. Now. I, I, uh, I, I overcame that after what, well, maybe your 15th birthday. Yeah. Thank you. I no, <laughs> no uh, <laughs> that's, that's only because I drank with you then. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're just kidding folks. Um, so you kept it to yourself, but when you were, um, were out with, let's just say maybe on a date, did you tell the person you were out with that you were, that you enjoyed poetry and and enjoyed the writing? No, I didn't. The the first, uh, the first uh, girl that I shared the poetry with is my, is my wife now, Mary Lou. And we had uh, met at the uh, one evening uh, with friends, uh, mutual friends. And it was summertime, and the local state park, which just is a few miles north of town, uh, we both had been up there the same day and spent some time together. And she found out I wrote poetry when I gave her a poem called uh, The Brown Paper Bag Poem on a Brown Paper Bag Grocery Bag. And that she's the first one that probably knew that I wrote poetry. Our mom and dad didn't know. Mom knew. Mom knew. Uh, I don't know that yeah. dad knew, but I doubt if dad knew. Dad may have, if dad knew, he may not have remembered. Yeah, I don't know. Had a lot on his mind. <clears throat> no, and then um, you know, I was writing through college, and after I got out of college, I had one uh, manuscript that I submitted to uh, what they called uh, 
vanity publishing back then, self-publishing. You paid mm-hmm. for it. And it was accepted, but it, uh, for a guy making a couple bucks an hour at McDonald's, I wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> something I could afford, but it was accepted, which uh, gave me encouragement to continue on. Oh, that's great. So let me ask you this. I, I know that when we were growing up, we grow up or grew up um, Episcopalian, yep. which I now call Catholic light. And I think you're the one that told me that's what it was. It was either you or Paul said it was Catholic light. but That one came from Paul. Yeah, but it <laughs> probably did. Thinking back now, but it makes sense to me. But you also helped Dave lose his train of thought real quick there, but I'll get it back as I'm talking. So, but, but dad was for the longest time, dad was, was pretty big, especially when, when we lived in Croswell, Michigan, dad was pretty big in the church. If I remember right, he was, he was, he was what was called a lay reader and that he would be in the vestments and, and march into the, with the professional, with the, uh, minister and he did uh, read a couple of the of the readings bible readings for for the service yeah and uh then he would again walk out the processional uh yeah and uh there was uh and then after we moved uh, to port huron uh he got involved in in the the local church local fiscal church that uh there's two in town but the one that he and mom decided they wanted to attend and uh, he was the uh, Sunday school superintendent. I remember that. Yeah. So for yeah, for many years he uh, he was involved in 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 church. Um, I don't know about you, but I remember as I was growing up, I hit a certain point. Like once I was, I went through. We I think we call it catechism. Mm-hmm. Um, after that and. And maybe a couple of years later, like 12 or 13, I was given the choice to go or not go. No. I don't know if it was really a choice. I, or I might have just said I'd, I prefer not to go anymore. But I still went once in a while. I just wasn't every, every week like I should have. Did you have that option? Uh, no, because I think I was, uh, I was either away at school at that point in your life uh, or uh, – Maybe it was right before I, I got married. Right. Uh, when everything changed with me. So I'd like to, to and let's segue if we could, if unless there's something else you want to talk about about that era. I'd like to segue into what changed for you. For me. And, and to where you're, well, it's not just for you. I mean, because I was there, I, I, I remember watching the whole scenario of how you went from this brother, Timothy to this brother, Tim. And, and it was, it was interesting for me to watch and and view it and also listen to it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that story? If you wouldn't mind. Sure. I'd be happy to. Well, yes, grew up in the Episcopal Church, and um, during my college years, especially when I had uh, gone out of my last two years when I uh, was away, uh, church stopped for me. And when I came back, uh, 
I don't think mom and dad were going to church often at that time either. And uh, <clears throat> it just, it wasn't something I thought about, something that uh, meant much to me at the time. Right. Um, little side story. I can remember that I, uh, in my late teenage years, I would, at the end of the night, I would thank God for getting me through the day. I knew he was there. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was it. And then um, when I met Mary Lou and proposed to her, and she said, yes, she would be happy to marry me. Uh, and getting, she was Catholic. And she was very, uh, very strong in her faith, stronger in her faith than mine. And I thought, okay, we'll get married in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting because we, when we went to see the uh, priest about setting a date for the wedding, and Mary Lou asked him if I needed to take uh, classes, uh, RCA classes, which is Rite of Christian Initiation before we got married. He says, oh, no, he's, he's Episcopalian. That's close enough. <laughs> so, so that was number one easy step. For me. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Four years later, our first child was born. Our first, our son was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, uh, two, of the, uh, two of the people at work had gone to this thing called Marriage Encounter, which the Catholic Church put on. That was uh, the purpose was to make good marriages better, and uh, they had asked us if we would attend. They would be, they, you know, they wanted to, us to go. So, so we went, and uh, it's a weekend uh, of reflection and talk about your with your spouse about things and uh, talk about God and and his uh, what he the part in your life he should play. And there's uh, three couples that lead you through it along with the priest, and the priest was uh, Larry Dunn. Uh, okay. And he uh, was a local priest, uh, priest at Our Lady of Guadalupe Mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people, uh, some of the people who had been attended marriage encounter after that weekend, we started going out to uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. And uh, we also did and fell in love with Larry. Larry was a guy uh, just full of Jesus, just full of Jesus. Uh, mm hmm. Mary Lou always said, if you got a hug from Larry, it was like getting a hug from Jesus. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. So uh, <clears throat> after a, a couple years there, and it was it's interesting because it was, it was uh, you always felt so good that you never wanted to leave. The music was uplifting. The uh, sermons were uplifting. It was just the whole, the whole experience was really uplifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the people that uh, that attended church, uh, those in the congregation, they were all a blessing to all of us. And uh, so I uh, thought to myself, okay, if we're going to have a family, I want to be, I want us to worship God together. I don't want the kids saying, well, why doesn't Dad do this, or why why doesn't Dad a member of the church? Why isn't that? I thought we needed to be unified. So I went to Larry and uh, told him I'd like to be confirmed. It's interesting, though, because before I was confirmed, he still gave me communion, which is a no-no. Wait a minute. If you're a non-Catholic, you can't take communion in a well, Catholic church. Well, what did we do at an Episcopal church? We did well, that. Well, you did, but the Catholic church is different in that you, they only 
give communion to, to Catholics. Oh, if you're a visitor to the church and you're not Catholic, you, they will not give you communion. Okay, uh, because yeah. of of their belief in how that all works. Okay, um, but anyway, so Larry said, "Sure." So I uh, we met uh, at the at the rectory, and he we went into his room, and he says, "Okay, I'd like to take the next six weeks reading the Bible and finding out who Jesus is." That's what we did for six weeks. That was my initiation mm-hmm. last class i said well he said do you have any questions and i thought questions <laughs> are you kidding me i have all kinds of questions but the only one i asked was do i need confession he said no i didn't think you did but if you want to okay so uh we ended up we have five kids and uh oh they went to a uh, Catholic school, which was a uh, half a mile from our house. And uh, I, I, we, so we started going there to church and just over the years, we were there for a number of years, but finally about eight years ago, nine years ago, I just got really restless. I, I said, there's more to this. There's more to this than I'm, than I'm getting out of it. And uh, I had started with Larry after with Larry, my poetry. That's when it turned to Christian poetry. So that's that like, right when you first started going to the classes with him, or was it? Uh, be, it'd be, be, it would be before. Oh, it really? Before. So it was probably 1976 or so, 70, okay. yeah, 70, 77 or so that, because, uh, uh, yeah, the classes didn't start for more than a year after we were at. We started going to church there. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and uh, I forgot where I was at, but uh, well, we were, I'm sorry, we were getting back to Larry and, okay, and how the yeah. poetry changed. Yeah, it's amazing how similar brothers can be and what they forget. Where am I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> folks, give us give I, yourself time. if you're a I youngster, did. give yourself time. You'll be here. Yeah, I. Uh, anyway. I, I, my poetry had changed to Christian poetry, uh, and uh, but and I continued writing. I, I did have some. Dry, I had a dry spell in the nineties where I just I had a dry spell with religion, with my faith. But uh, like I said, about eight or nine years ago, I just felt God move in my life and said, "Tim, I want you to be go elsewhere." And uh, I, I left there. I tried. I went to a couple churches, and I ended up in an evangelical church. Uh, and my writing continued. It actually, it uh, actually got better, more, more intense, more, uh, more faith-filled. And uh, I learned a valuable lesson. Uh, actually, I learned this lesson before I actually left uh, the Catholic Church. Uh, in my discouragement, I talked to a friend mm-hmm. about just being discouraged and uh, wanting more. He called a friend of his, who called a friend of his, <laughs> who had who had a local uh, men's Bible study uh, on a tu- on Tuesday mornings. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Thursdays. One morning at seven o'clock, and uh, he. Uh, and his friend said, sure, we, I'll, I'll give him a call. I'll give, give Tim a call. Uh, he 
I, I had cell phone and I usually don't answer numbers I don't recognize. My phone rang. I picked it up. It was the man who was uh, had this uh, Bible study. Interesting side note. He lived around the block from me. <laughs> now well or back then? Back then. He was yeah. well known in town. Uh, I met his wife. Um, Mary Lou knew his wife. Uh, a couple, uh, a couple of our girls played with their daughter occasionally, uh, but Dan and I had never met. But I experienced a lot of growth there, and it became church for me. Uh, we had a couple pastors there and some businessmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the thing that really sparked the uh, my desire to continue was uh, Dan also had a local uh, charity uh, called uh, Bridge Builders, where they uh, Helped uh, single parent families, gave okay. them support, and uh, helped them with their needs and their struggles. And uh, he had invited me to a one of their banquets, and uh, I think it was the second one I went to. He says, "Asked me, I'd shown him some poetry by that time, right. and he asked me if I'd write a poem." I said, "Sure, I'd lo- love to write a poem about bridge builders." So I'm. Go there, I'm sitting there, I got my notepad out, and I'm, I don't think I wrote anything worthwhile. And then I came home, and I do all this research. Uh, they have the, uh, the the verse from James uh, regarding uh, to care for the, uh, when you care for the orphan and the widow, you God is in his holy place. And, uh, so I, I was researching that. I got into Old Testament things. And finally, I had three or four pages of notes written. I sat down at the computer, and I, for the very first time, I prayed to God. I said, Dear God, dear Lord, help me write this. Give me the words to write. The poem that ended up being written had nothing to do with any of the notes I took. None of the research I did. <laughs> oh, my. Dan loved it. And... Uh, Oh, I'll bet he did, yeah. So I learned after that, pray before I write. <laughs> and I found that that usually was the case. I would, I would, you know, at times at night I'd be reading the Bible and I'd get to a, a line in one of the verses and I'd say, boy, there's, there's a poem there. Yeah. And uh, I'd come in here into the computer room and turn on the computer and it wasn't the same thing I thought it was going to be. It was much better. <laughs> so that's uh, that's how the poetry came about. Uh, uh, not everybody is a poet uh, is uh, fond of poetry, or you know, a fan of poetry, as I found out also a few times. Yeah, I think a lot of people think of poetry like they think of ballet. Um, I mean, if you think about it. It's it's an elegant and graceful medium that that gives you joy and peace all at the same time. Where ballet gives you the the actual vid, you know you know visual. The great poem gives you the visual in the mind. That if it's done well and done to your liking your genre, uh, then you're going to get enjoyment out of it. So it, that's how I equate, equate poetry, especially now 
um, having lived the life that I've lived and, and been involved with a dance studio and ballet, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me how much those two kind of, they correlate together because you're both painting a picture. They're painting it with, with, with their movement and you're painting it with your words. And every time I read one of your poems, I, I, I have, I have a vision of something, right? I see something or I think of something. So that's, that's how I look at it. And, and for those that don't, then I, I, that's not that I feel sad for them. I just hope that one day they get to where I'm at and can say, wow, that really, that, that, yeah, that really moves me. And I never thought I'd ever like ballet. I don't want to do ballet. You know, I worked for a dance studio and I was part of a, a part of a dance studio. I didn't dance. I was, that's the back end. I did the, I did all the other stuff that, that made everybody else's life easier. I learned to enjoy just watching it. And it was the same thing with poetry for me. You know, that, that's, that's an interesting uh, comparison. I, I myself never would have thought of it, but I, I can see your point there. Yeah. I uh, just saw that works. The parallels are absolutely uncanny. In my mind, I mean, and that's how I look at because you know how many guys, you know, oh, well, I, I got to go to the ballet. I'm like, you know, the, the wife or the girlfriend. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like pulling teeth. But but once they get there, they they come out of it with a different attitude. And if they don't, they don't know themselves. And that's well, that's that's, that's interesting. Which yeah. reminds me of a, a time in my life when I uh, after my first book was published. Uh, that I did have a conversation with a with a person who who wanted to know why why I wrote poetry. Right. Um, this was at my very first book signing at a local Christian bookstore, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> uh, just so I get this right, I'm going to read. Uh, after a lot of the poems in the book, there's a reflection on what was going through my mind at the time when I wrote this, what led to it. Uh, so I, I'm going to read this so it goes smoother. It says, um, poetry, why would one read poetry? Maybe this will help. At a book signing for God's Rhyme, I had a discussion with a filmmaker from Canada. Yes, Canada is across the river from Port Huron. I had this discussion about the first sentence on the back cover of the book. Life is a continuous poem. He didn't understand that. I guess for him, life was seen through a view of a camera lens. So for him, life was a continuous movie. He was a movie maker in Toronto. Um, for me, there is a, there's a poem in a weed, in a child, a storm, joy, sorrow, and especially in the goodness of God, in the joy of our salvation, in the sorrow that led to our salvation. I'm not sure that everything we experience about God can be seen through our eyes. I do know that all that God has for us can be seen through our hearts, and it is it is in our hearts that poetry is born, where it is seen, where it lives and thrives. So why poetry? Because it is how I see who I am through the great I am. And then I added this at the end. It says, poetry is a series of short chapters that allows the reader to follow the poet's journey with, let's face it, fewer words. That's for me why poetry. There's uh, 
one of the last lines you just said that that, that really kind of kind of I don't want to use the word pound, but I'm going to use the word pound. It kind of pounds at home. Uh, Tim and I are, are, are come from a, a family of carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> we do, um, but it kind of drives it home. So why poetry? Because it's how I see who I am through the great I am, and that is going to turn into big brother another hashtag i'm sorry <laughs> and we're going to say these things online on this podcast because it's true because that's a great line um that just uh, i'm sorry that just well that, that that blow the fact that you thought of that or you you wrote that blows me away well i have found that if i see my life through god with the help of god my life is so much better much less complicated less stressful, and I have hope that I never had before. I have the hope that I have through Jesus and his death, his resurrection, and God's grace that allows me through faith to accept what Jesus has done for me and the promise of eternity in heaven. That is, uh, through him, all things are possible. And three books, to me, prove it. Yeah. I, uh, I'll be honest, Tim, I, uh, we're going to get into a deeper and in, in future episodes, folks, about uh, Tim's journey with God, and we're going to get deeper into, into, it, into my journey, um, which took a different road than Tim's did. And I'm going to be upfront and honest with you right at the very beginning. It took a different road than, than Tim's did. Um, then, and then I think then Paul's too. I don't know. But... It was my journey, and you're going to hear about that. Um, well, can I interject one thing here, Dave? Yeah, please do. Yes, and, and I think it's important for the listeners to hear this, too, is that you're the one that came up with the idea of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It, it was your idea to, uh, to help me promote the books. But I firmly believe that God gave you that idea. And I see his work in you in our preparation to get to the point where we can record this. So uh, I'm thrilled. But I, I want people to know that God, I've been amazed in my life, the people God put in my life. Mm-hmm. Just for little little things where I'm just frustrated for a minute. He'll put a person in my life that changes my, that changes my whole day. So uh, I, I just see his work. In both of us. Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I do too. Um, there's a reason that I thought of this. And it wasn't just to say, gee, I think Tim needs to sell more books. People need to know more about you and your books and, and your writings. And they also need to hear about other people's journeys in, in this in this process that is living in God's rhyme. That's just what I think. I mean, God Still Rhymes is a great book, and God Rhymes is a great book, and Living in God's Rhyme is a great book. Uh, if you haven't read them, folks, please go out and purchase them. There will be a link below in the uh, in the show notes to where you can buy them at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, but, you know, please, please go out and buy them and purchase them and so you can follow along on what we're talking about and and, and follow along on Tim's journey and, and, and get some insight into his world and his thinking because he thinks 
like most people should, not like all people do. So I just want to get that little plug in for us. Hey, um, Jim, knowing that Mother's Day is coming, did you ever write anything for Mother's Day? I wrote a lot of poems about our mother, but not one specifically about Mother's Day in the books. Mm -hmm. But uh, knowing that we would be uh, having this podcast uh, today on Mother's Day, I did write a poem. Again, uh, I'll be honest with you. It's a, I like the poem, but it, I was, again, hoping it would be different, kind of flowery. Uh, but uh, this this is uh, where I was led, and it's uh, simply called Mother's Day. On this day, we pray with our sisters and brothers. Lord, we pray for our mothers who gave all they could, so hopefully we would know right from wrong all while singing us a song, a song of love and winter gloves, a song of warm summer days and early morning haze. They nurtured our growth as if having taken an oath to protect us from harm. Around their necks is a charm, that of their children's love. Ch their children's love, yes, showered down from heaven above. Dear Lord, our prayer today is that our mothers may rejoice in us following Jesus. I just look at the world today and, and mothers and uh, you and I had a, a wonderful mother. Yeah. A very loving and supportive mother. And we were blessed. Uh, I, I agree with that, Satan. We were blessed. And, uh, you know, but I, I, I look at, at around the world today and I just, I just wanted this ended up. What my thought process went to in the end was. I want this for all mothers, the mothers that are struggling. And I know there's mothers out there struggling and I, we need to pray for them all. Mm -hmm. Not just our mother, but every mother out there with a child. I pray for, uh, for mothers that are struggling too, but it's, I also pray for, for mothers who are not struggling because I pray that they show the ones that are struggling how they're doing it. To make maybe maybe make somebody's life easier. I mean, yeah, that's part of 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 what God. I would I would hope God is saying is, you know, if you if you've got this figured out, help others. Yeah, well, uh, and it's interesting you say that because you know, we've talked about the next few podcasts, and uh, mm -hmm. there is a poem that I've written that. Uh, what have I done for you today? And it's the fact that, yes, we need to pray, but we need to do more than pray. We need to offer our help, just as you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I do pray on today that mothers are having a, a blessed day. Uh, they're able to be with their children. And I, I, I pray for those who are, are sick, who have a, an illness, a disease, further healing for a, a miracle that God, God can give them. Uh, so that they not only can see their children, but if not today, one day their grandchildren. Mothers are special. Yeah. Oh, boy, are they. I don't care who you are. You all had a mother. Mm -hmm. but <laughs> you, you know what I realized a number of years ago? And this was eye-opening to me. But uh, I firmly believe there's a reason that God made women mothers, the mothers. The reason being 
women have an intuition that men don't have when it comes to children, when it comes to babies. They have an intuition, and I, I learned that through being the father of five kids. Yeah, I bet, yeah. I did not have the intuition of my wife when it came to those kids. <laughs> yeah, did I, okay, I did okay, but, I mean, she there were things that she was aware of, things she knew to be done, that needed to be done, um, mm-hmm. that I was unaware of. And that's why women, women have that intuition that we men don't have. Yeah. That's why they're the mothers. And and, and I'll be, let's be honest also, I think that there's a strength that women have to bear children and to, excuse me, but raise them that men don't have. And, and there's a reason God gave that journey or that burden to, to the women. Yeah. He, uh, that was a, spe- that was a special creation when yeah. he took Adam's rib and formed Eve. There's yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> then Eve said, now you'll do this. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, there's a couple more things I want to do before we get we we start pushing towards the end here because we don't want to uh, keep everybody too long here, but we do. We want to keep you here forever. Yes, and, we do. And Tim and I could keep talking for hours and hours and hours. We have been before we started this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we really did. God, we started talking and left her sick. Anyway, yeah. um, and as, uh, folks, it's um, it's it's it it's a it's a joy to be doing this with my brother, Tim. And it, it's really, really strange. I mean, I'm going to be honest here for a few years, for a few years in the last eight or 10, not that we've grown apart, but we just haven't been as in as close contact as we were because of proximity. I've moved to Florida, Tim stayed in Michigan and our other brother, Paul stayed in Michigan. Um, not that I was asking you to move down to Florida with me, but it was something that, that Dave needed to do. And, and, and Dave's always been the, the wanderer as it were. <laughs> There's a song about that. Yes, there but, is. but you know, it's, it's, you get to a point where you can't, you can't have the closest. You can't have the conversations every day that you would have. If, if you were living in the same hometown and driving by or stopping by all the time, we don't have that because none of us lived in the same hometown after our brother Paul went to college, he never came back to the hometown. After I moved out the first time, I never came back to our hometown. So it was very hard, but you still have a, a phone, and we still do. But Zoom has made life easier for all of us. As mm-hmm. well. Yes, it has. And cell phones and, and all this. So it, it, it was is very odd. And, if folks, if you can hear the dogs in the background barking, you have my apologies. But, you know, sometimes dogs bark. And and that's just the way life is. Hey, I've been known to bark too. Uh, yeah, as long as you're not biting, you're okay, right? <laughs> you know, I I have a muzzle. <laughs> yeah. uh, folks, I, 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 there's a couple of things I want to say too about my brother Tim before we we get into the next portion of this. Is that Tim had Tim had mentioned he has five children, and and I have met them all. <laughs> he has some grandchildren I have not met. I've met right. one or two. I've met Eli. Um, Eli is a very special child. He is a uh, he is a a gene. He's a forty year old and a eleven year old body. An eleven year old body. Yes, he is. Um, he's, and when I met him and years ago, he was 
he was a, a 40 year old in a, in a five year old body. <laughs> and I could see that right away. And, uh, Paul's, Paul's son, Jim was a five year old in a 40 year old or a 40 year old in a five year body, a five year old body. We have a lot of smart kids, which is probably a reason I didn't have any because all those smarts went to you guys. <laughs> not really, but that's, that's not what I would say, but you've got great kids and, and you and Mary Lou have raised five great children. Um, we were talking about, or you were talking about, or we were both talking about giving back. And the first thing I thought of was your daughter, Aubrey, and how she worked for Habitat for Humanity for how many years? I mean, oh, or was involved. But I mean, that's if that is not the ultimate giving back, I don't know what is in my mind. As as because you're helping others build a life. I just that, that just blows me away. Yeah, that's that's true. And actually, I've written a poem for Habitat. One day we'll get to it. Yeah, I would I would love to get to that. I think that uh, it's a great organization. I I wish I had the. I couldn't make the time to volunteer and I'm sure there's something going on around Orlando area, but <sighs> anyway, yeah. so, um, I got an idea. Um, what about, uh, another poem for us, brother? Okay. Uh, you have one picked out. I have one picked out. Yes. Uh, and uh, just one because the books are in another room. <laughs> I printed this one out. Okay, that's fine. This that's is great. called. Uh, this is from the from the uh, God Drawing book. Uh, it was written during that uh, time when uh, Larry Dunn was part of our lives and uh, finding the joy of Jesus. It's called "For You Too," TWO. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me for being able to see that I am more than I think I can be. When the world seems to swirl around and sounds are blurred, somehow your love is heard. You've given me a life, a loving wife, the sweet joys of a baby girl and a little boy. I have been blessed. I just need to take time to look between the stress of a world that wants what is mine. I know I don't often tell you. I'm so often overdue in remembering it's not just the words but more the actions that are heard. With you, though, I have a new start in seeing through the lies, for it is not with my eyes, but now I see with my heart. Thank you, Jesus, when I think of us, for if it's your life we're living, we have so many thanks to be giving. Um, that's good. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, where where'd that come from? You know, if, if you if you understand what I'm saying, well, it's just one of those things where uh, when once um, again, it's that okay. I've been blessed. I have been blessed by by God. Jesus has blessed me, uh, and I don't always acknowledge that. So you know, I'm admitting to that, but I, I but I I realize that through Jesus, I I've had a new start. You know, I I can. And as you read his word and, and the truth of his word, of God's word, and as you pray about this, then uh, you see the truth that has that is uh, more powerful. That well, it's the truth. It's the truth, not the lies. The lies that we hear from, from the world are not the truth. And uh, 
and I wrote a poem about the truth too. What is your truth? But uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, again, uh, so as I was thinking about this and uh, the blessings I had, and the fact that I'd been negligent in in being uh, faithful and thanking God for those, uh, and then I, as I kept going, I realized that uh, uh, thank you, Jesus, when I think of us, when I think of me and him together with me walking with him or him walking with me holding my hand so I can't let go. And it's, um, there's so much to be thankful for that he's giving. Just so mm -hmm. much to be thankful for. And it was a day when uh, it must have been, well, this swings back from the late 1970s, early 80s. But um, it was a day where obviously I was really happy with my circumstances. Uh, the fact that uh, I've been blessed. Yeah. And this is some of what I've been blessed with. And that day is what I felt especially blessed with. Um, this is really strange. And, and folks, we're getting near the end of this podcast today. But I had this one question that just kind of popped into my head and... And let's see how you answer. <laughs> and if you don't have an answer, that's absolutely fine. That'll give us something to talk about next time. Okay. But do you believe that the original poetry you were doing before you turned to Christian poetry, God was saying to you, I want you to start writing poetry, or I'm giving you this gift to be able to write poetry. And we're going to let you write whatever you want to write for now to practice for when you're ready to write for me. Yeah, I do believe that. Uh, uh, God is patient. Mm -hmm. He knows, he knows, he knew what he wanted me to do. He knows, uh, he knows what he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. We're all not going to be doing the same thing, but uh, those years of practice uh, were helpful. And then, uh, because I, I, I don't know how I could have started if I uh, hadn't been somewhat prolific earlier in writing and, and found that desire and the love of writing poetry. Yeah, because I can't believe, and knowing you as I do, or as I didn't even, that you would have started right out writing about God and 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 how, and, and what you're writing in your Christian poetry today, or even back in the very beginning, if you had not gone through that in the very beginning. The yeah, regular, I mean, starting with yeah. music and 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 progressing into poetry and progressing into into Christianity and Catholicism and everything else. There's nothing that God can't do for you. There's nothing that he, you know, you, you you can't just take him out of the equation because you maybe weren't a believer at the time or your faith was weak in hmm. what he's doing for you. He will lead you where he wants you if you let him. And, I think that's, a, and, and it's just a matter of the timing, his timing. Yes, his timing. And I think that's a very important statement, too, is if you let him or when you yeah. let him. I don't know, it's My life's changed a little bit in the last few, few months because of this process that Tim and I are going through with this podcast. And, and we're going to save that for another episode, probably two or three, probably the third one. But. 
It's important to know who we are. Um, we're going to get deeper into who and what we are on the next podcast. Um, I also believe, and I don't want to put a lot of dead air in here, but I also believe that once you get to know us, you're going to want to get to know more about us because uh, I, I believe Tim and I have read, read, <laughs> we've also lived very rich lives in our own way. Um, mine was all over the country and, and Tim was smack jabbing in one place most of his life, but Tim did venture away and, and we're going to go into those things too. Um, but I can't wait to hear, to hear more and I'm sure our listeners have the same thoughts. Well, I, I, I hope so. Dave. That's, uh, that's my prayer for what we're doing here. And, uh, again, just to, to re- reiterate, uh, God's timing that's going to, that's perfect. Um, I mean, that's perfect. There was, my first book wasn't published until years after I had it finished, but God knew I wasn't ready to, to go out and talk about it. He waited until, he waited until the right moment when he knew that I was willing to follow what he's, where he's leading me. And that led you into some uncomfortable positions or places, didn't it? Yeah, probably. And I'm talking about the public speaking, you know, the book signings and the public readings. I'm not talking about anything embarrassing. I'm just talking about that's that's not who you were. No, no. But it's what you can do now, can it? Because he gave you that he gave you that strength. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gave me. Uh, he gave me the public speaking part, which is not a problem, yeah, but didn't give me any uh, any any of the uh, uh, the poetry that you have. Um, and we're going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go any deeper into that. <laughs> but he gave us what we both needed to do. This. I think he did. Yeah, I really do because uh, he did. never bothered me to be in front of fourteen or fourteen hundred. Didn't matter to me. Uh, you're going to listen to what I got to say if I'm in front of you. But anyways, and if, but if Tim's in front of you, you're going to listen and you're going to learn. So, Tim, do me a favor. Uh, why don't you, if you have the, if you have a little thought here, why don't you take us out with a prayer and then we'll, uh, we'll say goodbye and we'll look forward to talking to these folks next time, unless there's something else you really want to get into. No, I, I, I think we've uh, pretty well gone through what we talked about. And right. uh, further discussion would lead into what we wanted to do on the next podcast or two. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I want you to know, uh, everybody to know out there that I've enjoyed this this time uh, talking with my brother about about these things, about my faith and listening to him talk about what's happening in his life and uh, with God. Um, it has been a true blessing. And uh, I do hope and pray that uh, all of you who are listening will continue to listen to our journey. But I would like to end this podcast with a with a prayer of thanksgiving uh, before we close. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that uh, your hand is on this podcast that you're that we are doing as you want us to do through this podcast. And I thank you, Lord, for what you've done with my brother, uh, with David, uh, and, uh, 
asking me about this podcast and the fact that uh, he is proficient in what he does, uh, having other podcasts of his own. Uh, I pray, Lord, for the people listening. I pray, Lord, for those who uh, don't know you, don't know Jesus, for uh, that through this, uh, they will find a reason to go and search further, Lord. And uh, knowing that my journey, Dave's journey, have not been perfect, uh, I pray that others who have been through those trials and tribulations of doubt um, will find comfort in knowing that uh, there are others, Lord, like us, who have gone through those moments and have come out, uh, come out uh, unscathed. Yes, there were times we were hurt, but today we are living with God and living in His, in the hope that we have through His Son Jesus. I pray, Lord, that uh, you would bless those again listening, and that uh, uh, Dave and I would continue to uh, uh, be with you in prayer and that we would honor you through our uh, conversations and through the poetry. We pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And uh, as a final closing, I would like to say, again, if you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. Well, I have one thing to say to that, brother. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen, Dave. (laughs) <laughs> Amen, all of you listening. Yes. So, folks, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends. When you see us on Facebook, like us. If you have a concern or a comment, you can find us on facebook.com backslash God Rhymes. And... We will answer your questions or your concerns. Um, Again, this is Dave saying goodbye, and I'm glad you're here. Dave, I think there's one correction. Yes, please. Facebook is God still rhymes. God still rhymes. God still rhymes. God (laughs) still rhymes. That's when it started, when the second book came out. Yeah. So God still rhymes, Tim Carter. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Um. Look us up, folks. So, again, this day saying goodbye. And this is Tim saying goodbye, and uh, have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. See you later, folks.